Hey, Dreadheads, uh, we're opening up the old holiday mailbag and want to hear your burning questions. We've done episodes over the last several months on everything from the election to COVID to climate to Top Gun. Uh, but now we want to hear from you. Let's talk about politics, technology, movies, music, anything you want to know. Send your questions to our producer, Olivia, at martinez at crooked.com, and we'll answer some of them on the show. The Crooked Store just launched a bunch of new merch inspired by your favorite Crooked Media podcasts, reminding you to unplug, reconnect, and get festive. New items include a log-off ornament and a Nog Save America mug. Every order from the Crooked Store will support Vote Save America's Every Last Vote Fund to make sure every voice can be heard in the face of unprecedented voter suppression. Head to crooked.com slash store to check out the new arrivals now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Positively Dreadful with me, your host, Brian Boiler. So you may remember an episode we did a few weeks back uh, with the journalist Frank Four, where he and I tried to kind of anticipate what the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter might look like. This was back in October, just before Musk completed his purchase. So it was all hypothetical. uh, And in keeping with the theme of the show, all the scenarios we chewed over were not great. On one end of the spectrum, we imagined something like benign neglect, where Musk would quickly grow bored or frustrated and then delegate management of the company, or maybe even resell it at a loss, uh, to real nightmare scenarios. Um, Musk, with all of his apparent grievances and conflicts of interest, was about to come into ownership of digital megatons of user data. Like, what if he decided to abuse that power to settle political scores or to appease the government's that his other companies depend on for revenue. So it's only been just over a month, uh, but I think we were right to worry, at least to some extent, uh, because it's already been a wild run. In that time, Musk has fired something like half of Twitter's staff, leading to speculation and rumors that the site might just break down. Uh, It has not collapsed, but its function has definitely been degraded, both at a technical level uh, and at the level of user experience. That's probably not a huge deal for casual Twitter users who maybe don't notice the glitches or the change in who's using the platform and for what purposes. But for the power users who make Twitter something like the nerve center of global politics, it's pretty striking and quite bad. Uh, So back in 2015 or 2016, um, as Donald Trump was bringing his brand of politics mainstream, uh, social media platforms and particularly Twitter were becoming pretty unusable for anyone in politics and media uh, who weren't interested in just heaping abuse on other people. The the problem had actually been brewing before Trump announced his candidacy, but it really exploded with Trump, uh, with his supporters who'd inundate anyone who stood opposed to reactionary right-wing politics with death threats and Holocaust imagery, really sort of the most vile stuff you can think of. And this, as you might expect, metastasized into menacing real-world stuff like reporters receiving death threats in the mail. Right-wing complaints about content moderation on social media stem from that experience. They liked it better that way. And I think it's safe to say that Elon Musk has already taken us some of the way back. 
it's not just that he's restored accounts that were banned in the intervening years, including Donald Trump's. He's more or less actively placed himself, the chief twit, as he calls himself, on their side of the cultural fight over whether discourse should be civil, liberal, tolerant, or the kind of Hobbesian zone of chaos that favors unscrupulous individuals and groups. That drove a predictable exodus of advertisers, which in turn drove Musk to attack the advertisers. And now on top of that, he's ventured into orchestrating that kind of faithless information warfare himself. Uh, He's handed over troves of internal Twitter communications that he inherited to a couple of reactionary writers under some formal or tacit agreement that they portray Twitter under the old leadership as woke and corrupt and essentially an arm of the Democratic Party angling to defeat Donald Trump. These are the ominously dubbed Twitter files, which prompted Trump himself to propose terminating the Constitution and installing himself as a dictator. And one thing that slipped by a bit unnoticed in all this is that Musk included in these files outside communications, that is, emails from people not employed by Twitter to Twitter employees. Specifically, I saw an email from Congressman Ro Khanna offering some gentle criticism of Twitter's brief effort to control the spread of a dodgy New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, I don't think Musk leaked that specific email to hurt Ro Khanna who doesn't come across badly at all. But he did leak the email, uh, which seems to put us on a very slippery slope because Musk now controls a ton of private global communications, including from dissidents in authoritarian regimes and from his own political enemies here in the United States. So right now it feels to me like we're in a race to see how much damage Musk can do before something changes. Because between the bloated price he paid for the company and the revenue he chased away with his antics, Musk Twitter doesn't feel like it can go on like this for very long. But at the same time, I'm less and less confident in my intuitions because this whole spectacle has been so surreal, it's kind of hard to fathom that it's gone on as long as it has. So what happens when Musk outlasts his critics long enough to get a good round of publicity about how he proved everyone wrong? And even if you can't dig Twitter out of this financial hole, how valuable is it to this global consortium of reactionary wealthy people to keep Twitter alive and churning out propaganda, disinformation, hatred, all the things that keep society a bit unstable? So I want to check my intuitions with someone who's closer to the story, uh, who knows the characters better, and who probably has a clear sense of how this all ends, if it ends at all. Kara Swisher is a journalist for Vox Media, where she co-founded the tech news site Recode and is an editor-at-large for New York Magazine, as well as host of the podcast Pivot and On with Kara Swisher, and she's our guest this week. Kara, welcome to Positively Dreadful. Thank you very much. Uh, so early-ish in this whole saga, I guess early-ish after the, the purchase was complete, you, you wrote a short thread on Twitter, I think mm-hmm. in the spirit of, if you're a believer in Elon Musk, here's how you might squint and see a method and all of this madness. Like it isn't necessarily just a complete mess. Uh, Do you think that kind of interpretation is still available or is it, is would it be purely? I'm not sure which one I've written a lot. Most of them have been (laughs) negative about what's going on there. So um, I I think what I said in one of the posts, which I was mostly criticizing him actually in that post was that most people felt like if anyone could do it, he was on the top of the list or one of the one of the few people who could pull it off. He was a heavy user of Twitter. Um, he loved the product. 
He understood it. He's got obviously tech chops and he's got the support of Silicon Valley. And most of all, he's got a whole pile of money. And so uh, many people felt bringing Twitter private and um, able to sort of cut costs by cutting staff, for example, that was it was most people felt it was overstaffed, um, might be a great way to do it in quiet as you fixed it and then maybe took it public again. And I think a lot of people felt that Musk would have been a good person to do it because he did understand it and love it. Um, and what he's decided to do instead is make it a giant circus, a sort of a toxic circus where there's always an act in one of the rings and he has to have attention at all times. And so he likes to create it and distract away from their real problems, which is essentially a business problem, which is it's a terrible business. It was a terrible business before and now it's an even worse business now. There was there's maybe a 72 hour stretch a couple of weeks back where Twitter mm-hmm. was kind of like on death watch for itself. Um, oh, that, were, that was not true. I mean, that was just people, that, that was just people being dramatic on Twitter. Well, so in hindsight, in, in hindsight, it, it feels that way. But I, mm-hmm. it, for, by, by my read, the sense that it was maybe like on the brink was yeah. driven by former Twitter employees yeah. telling reporters that the systems couldn't really function. No, under the no, con- it wasn't actually. That was, you know what I mean? It was interesting because I put out a tweet and it's not going to fall down. Sorry, let me just say one, it's not going to fall down. It's a very robust system. And it takes a lot of things to make it go kerflui, essentially. It's not like it's a toaster or something. And so, and if you stick a knife in it, we're all finished, essentially. Um, I think what you had to do is see that it, that if they, he did anything significant to the day to the code that would if he introduced new features etc cetera, etc cetera, that would have been an issue another was if if something went down there weren't as many stop fail safes you know there to to stop it from something else cascading into a problem it doesn't mean there's a problem all the time it's just that you know they have one fire extinguisher and they used to have 10 and that's not good if there's a big fire right that's pretty much the way these things work and then the third thing was People worried with about the institutional knowledge there that he was firing so haphazardly that he didn't know who you who had left and who was critical. He wasn't taking the moment to assess who was critical to the to the functioning, the continued health of the of the platform. Um, and then I guess lastly, people worried about the hacking that people could, and they started to do that right away. People started to flood with trolls and bots and things like that, and that's why you saw that hate speech rise rather significantly. So. But the I definitely read in the press accounts, mm-hmm. I think mostly anonymous, from people who had been left Twitter voluntarily or been and pushed yeah. out that it can't, it, it will eventually kind of clog up and it, well, it will, yes, yes, eventually. Were sure. they, were, were they yeah. okay? So, what I want to get a sense of is were they wrong intentionally or otherwise, or were they right? And is it just that Musk realized that he he couldn't? actually let the fail whale return and he kind of regrouped and no, he didn't stopped regroup. it from no no, there's no, from stop, there's no thing happening there's no something has to happen for it to happen it's sort of like a house doesn't just fall down right it, it sometimes something happens to it um whether you know a meteor or there's you know that's would be a hacker or you know the, the basement floods or something like that it doesn't most things usually stay up and most things built like this over time and over many years stay up it's just that they he had cut so many people it put it if something were to happen they didn't have the backups that's that's really all that was they were saying if you actually read them and so people were worried about the that the possibility of it shutting down was higher than ever and that's actually true because all the all the stop gaps had been removed or many of the stop gaps had been removed it it takes something to, something has to happen to make it happen and i don't think you know there was a lot of drama on there and again i went on there and i said it's not 
there's no way it's shutting down. It's going to seem degraded on the edges. Like you couldn't get your two-factor authentication email. And if you signed off, you couldn't sign on again. Or you were trying to get your archive. A lot of people were trying to do that because they were worried about, you know, what would happen to their data. Um, you couldn't do that very easily. Um, and so everything was slowed down. And so along the edges, you'd see things like, just like this week, uh, uh, Snapchat and Uber's ads were th- that are remaining in the system, and I, I'm pretty sure they're going to stop doing them now, um, were placed next to a white suprem- a very well-known white supremacist that Musk just let onto the platform. And they had been assured by marketing people at Twitter that this would not happen, that the brand safety was. So it's stuff like that that happens. It's, it, I don't know, it's kind of like being on an Amtrak and then you notice everything's a little dirtier and a little messier. And, you know, oops, that, that thing when getting off, that looks like something you could trip over. That's the kind of thing that's happening there. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I'm wondering if you can put yourself in Musk he- Musk's head or the mm-hmm. the collective head of the C-suite at, at Twitter headquarters. It's just Musk. It's oh. just Musk. <laughs> okay, so what is he thinking about how this is all going? Like, what is he telling himself? What are they telling themselves about? I think he thinks it's going great. He thinks it's going great. He great. It's great that advertisers have abandoned it. 80% of advertisers have abandoned it. It's great that he's cleaned it out. He's great that he was a jerk to employees. It's great that he insults everybody who disagrees with him. I think he thinks it's great. Um, he's got to be worried. I mean, because the money and everything else, but on some level, he's sort of, um, Trumpian in that regard. It's like, well, what are they going to do? I, I don't have the money. Like, I think he, he has that attitude. I think he, in fact, he, I think he kind of hopes the banks, uh, have to sell off his, um, his shares because, uh, cause then he can buy them and then he'll own the whole thing. So I don't think he, you know, he's got them over a barrel, even though he's committed all his money to it. The money's committed. He, the, this is the most equity of any leverage buyout anyone's ever seen. And it's it's just gone now. It's in this Twitter property. So, right. Right. So that's interesting. That's, I, I hadn't considered the, the scenario where his own, uh, catastrophic management of the company allows him to, purchase more of it cheap. I, I was yeah. I was I was thinking of the Trump analogy because there is a very Trump White House in 2017 vibe um where everyone mm-hmm. keeps showing up every day knowing that things are going off the rails um but but also knowing that they're supposed to act like mm-hmm. everything's going great like the most mm-hmm. in command people in world history are in charge but like yeah. in politics you can find kind of fake your way through it for a while because all you need to persist is enough people to believe you in the public, right? But if you run a private company and owe debt, people mm-hmm. are going to come knocking for it. And I was thinking that's going to, eventually reality is going to collide with the delusion. Well, if, if, if if he can buy the debt, if, you know, say they go, they have to put the debt on the market at some point. It's $13 billion in debt. And the banks can't hold that. They've already lost. It doesn't matter. They've already, so they have to acknowledge the loss, right? They have to say, oh, we lost what everybody knows we lost and then put it on the books at some point. Um, they don't have the the latitude to pretend it's not there. Um, and so it's just sitting there like a big piece of shit on their, on their books. And so, <laughs> um, and so they have to sell it and they, 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 right now the discount I think is 60 cents on the dollar. It might be lower. Um, and it's just whatever someone's willing to pay. So a lot, there's a lot of investors that buy this stuff, distressed debt, and, you know, Apollo, for example, management is a famous one. Um, and they could come in and they're pretty mean. They're pretty, you know, they're not, they don't think Elon Musk is charming in any way. They don't care. You know, they might, but they don't care. Um, and they could come in and buy it and then put, get, throw him out, essentially, you know, owning the debt. Um, that said, he could also buy it. If they offered, you know, 45 cents on the dollar, he'll say 50. 
And then he, that'll be $6 billion, which he has. Um, and then he'll own the whole thing. And then he just, he'll just lose that if he loses it, but it's his right. to lose, right? It's his money um, and his friends and his rich friends. And so, you know, there's a, there's a scenario where he could do that in a couple of years, clean it up and take it public again and get it all back. That's the kind of mentality he has, you know. He's sort of like corporate rating himself. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well eat his own lunch, right? Someone's going to eat it. Do you have any sense of what Musk's investors think? Not his buddies, but like Morgan Stanley, for instance. Like I'm, they're horrified. They don't. They don't. They, they've lost. They they shouldn't have done the deal in the first place. They're probably going. It's their own fault. I mean, you know, it's their own fault. And I don't think there's no pressure they can place on him whatsoever. Well, I, I I mean, from two directions. One is like obviously, I think they're even their their public position is don't bet against Elon Musk, which they, right. you know they can't mm-hmm. they can't be like, oops, we fucked this up now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but. You know, in all the talk about brand safety, does does Morgan Stanley have anything to lose through association, like financing this this entity that is essentially like a like a like a right wing rat fucking operation? No, no, they'd be uh, they'd be in business with Stalin if it helped them. I, they, they were, <laughs> I'm sure they were. Some one of banker was. Um, so no, that's what they do for a living. I think they just why wouldn't you take the deal of the richest man in the world who has all these other very fantastic companies that are. Um, you know, they have rockets and cars. And of course you would. You absolutely would take this deal. Um, but I think they found that they're going to lose money on it. And privately, they're all like, God, Jesus, can you believe this? And, <laughs> you know, publicly, they're not going to say anything because they've, what if he does another deal someday? They want to be in on it, right? You can't crap on rich people. You know, that's the, rich people are their business. So that's not, they're not going to do that. Talk to me a little more about uh, you, you, you sort of pointed to like a hypothetical scenario with Apollo coming in and, yeah. And, buying it up and, and kicking him out like a, a, a more scenarios where if we can't go on like this forever, which I guess in theory we can, um, mm-hmm. what, what, what does the breaking point look like? Like, w- will we mm-hmm. know that he either financially or, um, just, um, as a, as a, as a brand issue has gone mm-hmm. past the point of no return and, and there's going to be a change or mm-hmm. would it, no. would it be subtler than that? No. Well, no, he owns it. No, 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 nothing can happen. I mean, as long as he wants to keep paying for it, it's like owning a yacht or a rich person owning a yacht or a too expensive spouse. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to say that he doesn't, that nothing has to happen. It can continue to dis- disintegrate. And if he wants to keep owning it, he can keep owning it and paying it. He's got to get more money from people. He has a lot of money. Like, it's not like he doesn't have his own money. Um, I mean, he is the world's, well, not probably not for much longer, the world's richest man. I'll probably become Jeff Bezos again. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he can continue to pay the debt or he can buy the debt um, or he can fund the business, uh, you know, make enough money to keep it break even possibly. Um, you know, the issues he has is if Tesla shares, which are declining even as we speak, it's, you know, and facing enormous competition now. Suddenly there's a lot of competition in the EV space. Um, you know, if that those shares are off quite a lot over the last year, they continue a downward spiral, which many think they will. And they, he has some issues in China now with demand. Um, he's they're saying it's untrue, but it's give me a break. Everyone in China is having issues with demand. They're just not telling them. they're it's just okay, sure. <laughs> they're selling lots of cars in China with the people, you know, locked down. Um, but they um, you know, if that breaks down, he doesn't have as much money. And do you want to put all your money? I mean. Is he a shoot the moon kind of guy, right? Who knows? He certainly can, but he, and then maybe, again, maybe take it public someday and and all his fans will buy the stock and whatever. He could do something like that. 
But I mean, I mean, in this in the scenario where where uh, the people he owes he he doesn't purchase them or somebody swoops in and yeah. and buys them. Yeah. What is is that going to look like an eruption or is that going to look like a mm, slow a sad violin of an end? I mean, you know, it'll be interesting because you know his he's lost the brand. Think about Elon Musk the brand. What a decline in brand you know lots of people my sons are were like loved elon and now they're like what an asshole like you know what i mean it's like like that goes on and on people are returning their teslas they're you know everybody's like you know i just bought a chevy bolt i might have bought a tesla but i'm not buying a tesla you know what i mean like i actually wanted a smaller less expensive car but um you know i think a lot that's one issue um he's got a lot of very complex relationships with the US government which who he's also fighting with over Starlink and everything else with his with SpaceX which is a really magnificent company in many ways but still not profitable um and but but promising and innovative and so he's got a lot of balls in the air and he's got these other things that he keeps talking about which are not no you know nothing burgers essentially um and he's spending his time on silly things like the Twitter files or tweeting at people or letting on white supremacists onto the site. He seems like he's spending an awful lot of time letting white supremacists onto the site. It's or, or kicking them off, uh, you know, kicking off anti-Semites when after letting them on, that would be Kanye <laughs> West. Like he seems to be doing a lot of stuff that is time a wasting, but he may be behind the scenes doing something. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they've come up with new products recently, but they, maybe they will. So let's talk a little bit about Twitter, Twitter about, Blue didn't work rather. He just introduced it and of course it failed miserably. <laughs> I still see those accounts that are blue checked because they paid you know, the dollars. No, they paid the dollars, but it, it created all kinds of brand problems for everybody. Like you right. think Eli Lilly's gonna gonna advertise on Twitter anymore? I don't think so. Let's talk a little bit about the the sort of um infosec or data security concerns mm -hmm. that and, and sure. a lot of people have and, and how they yeah, might they do intersect with how Musk has decided to steward the platform. What did you what did you think in the, you know, the first few hours of the of the Twitter files imbroglio where where, <laughs> where 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 we oh, saw yeah. where we saw the um you know that that the Rokana email that that I alluded mm -hmm. to in the intro and Good there, email. There pro probably others. Yeah, he comes across looking well, but I mean if I if I were Rokana and and maybe we should reach out to Rokana and ask him but I'll I'd be, be talking pretty, to him tomorrow, so I'll, you can okay. Listen. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> we'll 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 listen back before we post this, and, but yeah. I, I mean, I'd be pretty pissed, but I'd also be worried. I mean, this is it seems like well, a breach. About what? Well, it's just well the, the, it's the, another if, email. It's it's an it's a, but it's an email that you know I think. No, he got doxxed. No question, he got right. his email. His private email got doxxed. He's gonna have to change his email. That's all. That's all. And, but I mean, not not for Rokana per se. I mean, what what it mm -hmm. says about the fact that that. Elon Musk came in, took possession of all the emails that ever came across a Twitter mm -hmm. server or through through people's direct mm -hmm. messages, and in at least one case, released one mm -hmm. uh, as part of as part of a unrelated political vendetta that he's waging. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, beyond being pissed about being docs, I'd be I'd be really concerned about what the limits of that are. Oh, we can do it. It depends on what's there. Like, I mean, I'm sure I've written emails to, I'm sure he'll release those. He'll release whatever. I think what, you know, I think the question is for users is what do you have there? You don't have a credit. Some people have credit cards there. I I do because I used Twitter Blue a long time ago to try it out when they first introduced it um, and didn't find it useful. And so I turned it off. Um, so they have one of my credit cards, at least, although I think that credit card has expired. Um, they have my phone number. 
and they have my password, right, for this particular thing. And so you have to think about, and then they have all my DMs between me and right. private ones. And I guess I could, you know, if they let them, if they let them out into the wild, I'd be pretty pissed um, because it's, and then, then they're in trouble for all kinds of reasons for violating people's privacy. If they do that, um, these are internal documents, co- corporate documents. So he's welcome to release them, but he's also welcome to be sued by people. He hurts when he does it, right? I, that hasn't happened yet. I, I don't think Rokan is going to do a lawsuit because it's, it's weird Gmail is that. I'd be curious to hear you say more about what either legal or regulatory or civil uh, restrictions there, there would be. Well, if he starts releasing people's DMs, that's illegal. That's privacy. You know, that there, there's, 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 there's all kinds of privacy laws about that. And, and would know, it be, would it be something that, I don't know, one of the regulatory agencies, I mean, there'll be lawsuits. There's already lawsuits around severance. That'll be a bunch of users who are like, you took my DMs and let them out into the wild. I guess, you know, it's got to wend its way into, he doesn't mind lawsuits. He's like Trump that way. He doesn't mind right. a dozen lawsuits hanging over his head. Well, and also, you know, presumably it wouldn't be like me where I, you know, there's probably embarrassing shit talking or whatever in my DMs, but not like anything. Right. If he does that, I mean, that's it's going to be more a hacker that does that. That's but really I mean, what's going to happen. It, it feels to me like you have the potential here for him to orchestrate, like when all of John Podesta's emails ended up on Wiki or was it WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks, yeah. whatever, on the internet. Um, well, yeah, it's going to uh, be a hacker. It's going to be a hacker that does. So stuff you think? Like that. Okay, so so do you think a under Musk the security of that? Data has gone down, and oh, yeah. do you think I never Musk thought it was secure with the other people? The other people I thought were always sketchy, and now I'm like, no way! It's probably some guy with a ham sandwich with a key. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's safe at all. I don't think it's okay. Safe at all. And you think that that's a bigger concern for people? Somebody um, like a like a like foreign state actor hacking. or whatever? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to find. Right? What are they going to actually find? I'm more concerned with some of the investors. Like, what do they get for their bucks? Right? Um, I think the government's probably looking into that. Like, what exactly is Saudi Arabia and Qatar getting for their investment? What are they promised? What are they allowed to look at? You know, right. in the old Twitter, nothing. In the new Twitter, who knows? Like, and, you know, and who that's, knows? And, and that would be on the Musk side of things, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't say they are. I just don't know. We right. won't know. And like, how does how does one go about? like sort of ascertaining that apart from like a secret government investigation that yeah. may or may not ever. Right. Well, that's what it would be. That is, that is happening. The government has to be looking at that because it's communications medium and that's what the government looks at. Um, it's looking at TikTok. It looks at all these things. You know, I think more to the point is that, you know, like these Twitter files, it's just what he feels like releasing. It's not like everything. You, you didn't, did you see any Trump stuff in there? Well, I'm sure the Trump administration talked to Twitter during this time period. Oh yeah. And they were the actual government. Um, and so you saw Biden campaign, you know, he's just embarrassing himself all over the place I, until I see, look, there could be something that comes out and all of a sudden we're like, oh, look, this is what they did. But right now, all they have is these penis tweets that they wanted <laughs> down, which I feel like was a good decision on the part. And by the way, I interviewed Yoel Roth, who was in charge of this at the mm-hmm. time, and he said exactly what was in the emails. Everything he said publicly to me was exactly what was in the emails is they had a big struggle over what to do. And different people had different opinions. There was a decision made. It was a mistake. And they turned it around. It it feels like a normal corporate event. You know what yeah. I mean? Of, of, I don't find it that weird. Um, they It doesn't look like there was any undue influence except around the penis stuff. And that seems reasonable. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. It, what, he, what he all said to me publicly is what the emails say so far that we've seen. We don't know which one they cherry picked. We don't know what they have. They haven't released all of them. 
Um, you know, it's just a circus. It's just, it's, it's a ridiculous. Now they're waiting for Twitter, Twitter files too. I'm like, Twitter files one was a terrible movie. Are we going to have to see Twitter files like a sequel to a terrible movie? Like, no, thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. It's the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp offers all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Plus, plus, we're in the throes of winter. The days are shorter and darker. Your family is bothering you. And wouldn't talking to someone other than them just make for a nice break? As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dreadful. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dreadful. If you're like me, you're probably a bit frustrated with the state of our political system today. So why does American democracy look the way it does, and how can we make it more responsive to the people it was formed to serve? Democracy Decoded, a podcast by Campaign Legal Center, examines our government and discusses innovative ideas that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, and inclusive democracy. In season two, host Simone Leeper covers everything you need to know about voting in the U.S. She speaks with experts from across the country and voters representing impacted communities about the deliberate barriers to voting that exist today. She asks, how can we make our voting system more inclusive? Because our democracy works best when every voter can participate. Listen to the latest season at democracydecoded.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I guess, I guess what, what unnerves me about the whole thing, even though like I, I, I'm, I'm with you that it was like a fiasco mm-hmm. and, it, and it's a clown show, mm-hmm. is that is the, they seem pretty clearly to want to try to create a miasma yes. of scan, like validate the, the- But it didn't work. It didn't work because there was no there there. But it didn't work on us, but it, it who knows who- Didn't work on anybody. They, Twitter, Twitter executives look great. They made but, Twitter look, executives look great is what they did. But the so so the level beyond that. So they want to validate this this phony scandal that has been brewing in the background yeah. about the Hunter Biden laptop and the New York Post Never. story. And so he he le- releases all these things to kind of create this. Oh, mm-hmm. there's the Twitter files, and so you know mm-hmm. something scandalous must have gone on involving Joe Biden. And what, mm-hmm. okay, that that required a level of intentionality on his part. Like he sure. he decided I am going to feed yes feed a very to a reporter who's going to do what I say. That looks right. Like. Um, and just the, the willingness, even if, even if he face planted in doing it, and even if it like, it makes, it makes the people who were involved behind the scenes look like they were being like really good faith arbiters about this mm-hmm. thorny question. Mm-hmm. Why, why did, why is he, why did he decide that? Okay, the thing I want to do with my Twitter ownership is use he's a it troll because he's a troll to, because he thinks it'll make him justified of why he bought it. I bought it because I wanted to bring Babylon B back on, and 
and they're a hundred percent more unfunny than before. Um, you know, and I would agree with that when it was so stupid, it was a mistake by Twitter, but it was a mistake. So what, you know, everybody makes bad calls. So he wanted to bring Babylon B on. He wanted to bring Kanye West back. That didn't work out so well. Wanted to bring Jordan Peterson, whatever. If he wants to keep slagging trans people. Okay, Jordan, enjoy yourself, but it's, you, you're an asshole. Um, and so I, that he's, you know, that's what he's doing. He's trying to create this idea that, um, that that any sort of an anything goes kind of platform when he pretends he cares about moderation moderation council yeah i'm having a moderation council oh no i just make the decisions myself he's just enjoying himself I, if I, if he's too old for a midlife crisis i don't know what else to say <laughs> um he's close to my age so i'm like okay it's not that um you know he's just enjoying himself i, I don't know what else to say he's gotten he, this is his enjoyment here's why i find that explanation a little unsatisfying and and it's no. Well, I, I, when you think he's G- got some bigger plot. Well, I don't, I don't know. So. This is so. What? So when like when when like the GRU mm-hmm. steals a bunch of emails and puts them on the internet, right? Like the mm-hmm. purpose is to uh, tip the outcome of an election because they think yeah. that putting these other people in power will be good yeah. geopolitics for them. When Rudy mm-hmm. Giuliani goes and shops the laptop store around, it's for the same yeah. basic purpose. Sure. We want the power. We want to set policy, um, and we you know we'll we'll play dirty tricks to get there. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Like it, it, to me, an explanation along those lines fits the facts better and makes sense when you're talking about a very powerful billionaire. He's like, not very good he, at it. Okay, he, but not for yet. What? <laughs> yeah. But for what? It's, but for what? What does he get? He I, he, he wants to like lower taxes. I don't know <laughs> what. Well, he didn't win in the elections. He was for the not Republican. this one. So yeah, because he did the Twitter won. files after the election. But well, also, but I mean, like, but like, it, it, could this be practice for like no, no. more, more, and more? No, we're of not these, in a like, James like, Bond movie. He's a very wealthy guy who's bored, and this is his. You know, it's imagine a rich guy buying a baseball team and fucking up. That's what's going on here. Like, oh, he's traded this person. Now he's doing this. That's what he's doing. He's he's he's. he's there's no. He does unless you know you could you could go into all these all, your own conspiracy theories of who he is and who he's owned by. That's all over the internet. He's a Chinese asset. He's a Russian asset. Okay, it seems like he's doing it in plain sight. So, um, you know, maybe he's part of some four D. People are like he's no. doing four D chess. Well, like, he's not doing four D chess. He's emotionally responding to some empty hole inside of him that he needs to fill. I don't know what I, I think you're. You're overthinking. What could be his plot? To what? To what? To, well, I Twitter mean, is not I, the world. I, on the one hand, I hope you're right because, like, it would be Twitter great if not, this was just let me point for out, our entertainment. Nobody uses Twitter. Twitter is small. It's not the world. It's the world of a bunch of, you know, it's the world of of of, of right wing politicians fighting with liberal journalists fighting with a democratic, you know, blue 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 pe- blue staters kind of people, um, all in a mosh pit yelling at each other. Um, regular people don't use it. They don't. It's not big. You know what's big? TikTok is big. Instagram is big. Facebook still is big. It's not big. It's not big. And it's just uh, it's just has the attention of the chattering class. And so what's the impact precisely? If you could tell me what it could do to hurt. Okay. I, I, it makes I hear journalists you. And, feel bad. Well, I hear you. I, and I hear you, and I hope you're right that we're just we're just gonna get to but it's, it's in, enjoy enjoy big. this spiral. But it's okay, actually but tw- not Twitter, big. Twitter doesn't. Twitter doesn't directly uh, have the 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 same like uh, echo chamber effect as like Facebook, but it does. It is like an assignment editor for news media, right? Well, and that effect. That, I mean, that has this cascading effect through politics, and it happens a lot. 
I think um, Fox and, News does what it wants to do with with or without. Well, sure, that's true. That's true. But like, what, what, like, what, 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 what appears on on the other cable channels or on the front page of the New York Times is influenced by what the political elite on Twitter I do. I don't and, think so. And I, I think the I political like, elites say things as they as things happen, and that's where they commentate, and that's what happens. Again, if you look at the numbers, they're very small. They're very small. I, I can't I can't underscore how small they are compared to everybody else, and including in their business. It was a shitty little business. It was a five billion dollar uh, uh, revenue business. You know, uh, people sell more ice cream sandwiches than they. Then Twitter the, makes here. Here's the scenario that not like okay. a conspiracy theory that he's like being sure. uh, like a like puppet mastered by anybody. Mm-hmm. But the, in this in the in the same way that conservatives are buying up media of all kinds because they think controlling what people hear and see is the is sort of the key to persuasion and mobilization and and so on. Is that Twitter? Him purchasing Twitter is just part of that trend, and that. The Twitter files are an example of how he can try, at least, although in this case maybe he failed, to commandeer other media. So we're talking about kind of like we were talking about Hillary's emails in 2016. We're talking about the Twitter files and the Hunter. Mm-hmm. And and so you just get this constant rolling miasma of scandal around his political enemies. And it's all with the intent of trying to get people he wants in power in power. And if but, it works, but, great. But he only he has gets... so many shots. This one didn't work. There's not that much in there. There's not going to be much in there. And so this one was a big belly flop of a, of nothing. So unless he's got Joe Biden saying, here, Jack Dorsey, I want these are the 10 things I want you to do today. I don't feel like he's got he's got squat. He so what he, what else does there. he have? What I don't know. I mean, have? Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham making a, a you know a date to go to a liberal party. I don't know. Like, what could he have? Like, is that blackmail? That's where you put your dirty little bits on DMs of Twitter. Sure. Well, then you're. Well, deserved. there's just a big question mark. Like, who knows? Like, nah, like so far it's Hunter Biden dick pics, but like uh, maybe Hillary Clinton had a second email server and that's no, buried in her Twitter it's DMs. Just, <laughs> no, it's just not. <laughs> just anyone who nobody was transacting over Twitter. Nobody. Okay. It was all in plain um, sight. It's all in plain sight. Most of it is. I am halfway to feeling better about this. Thanks okay. to thanks to you telling me that I'm being ridiculous. <laughs> there's a there's an explanation of things where you say you know intelligence has its limitations, but stupidity is infinite. Maybe he's just stupid. Like maybe he's just. I like that. A, a, maybe he's just an impulsive person who sometimes succeeds and sometimes doesn't. And is acting emotionally. And maybe he's mad at the world. Maybe he's mad at the Biden administration. And he absolutely is because they didn't invite him to the EV festival, which they didn't. Maybe he's mad that Pete Buttigieg in an interview uh, dissed him to me. Maybe he's mad about that. Like said, you know, we're all special, Kara, like making fun of him. Maybe he's mad he's not getting the credit he deserves as a visionary he is in electric vehicles. I think the Biden administration has been terrible in the way they've treated him. But whatever, that's the, you know, that's the, they, they can pick that fight and they're doing it because of the unions and his, yeah. his uh, you know, whatever. OK, but they shouldn't he should get the credit he deserves in that. Maybe he's, um, you know, maybe he's got a factory in China. He's got to be nice to the Chinese. So do so does Apple, by the way. Let's be clear. There's lots of people with all kinds of conflicts of interest in China. Um, American businesses. Those are the two principal ones. Tesla and Apple are the two principal ones ex- with exposure. Maybe he doesn't like war, and that's why he's geofencing uh, Crimea, you know, with Starlink. Who knows? Like, is he working for Putin? Probably not. You know, if is he? Um, is he? Does he really think this? Or he doesn't want to sell his goods to this. Maybe. I mean, I think one of the things is that you have to 
imagine that these people are very human in the way they're doing it. And it's not calculated. Um, I do think the people around him have a right-wing bent right now, some of the people he's brought in, and they want to make it so right-wing people can scream on Twitter. And they weren't allowed to in the last administration. And now they have a place they can scream. I think the problem is everyone else is going to leave and the people they like to scream at, it's not any fun anymore if they're screaming at each other. That's that's what that's true social, which isn't working. That's Gab. That's not Gab is working a little better, but that's um, that's Getter. That's all of these aren't working very well because it's the same people who agree with each other yelling at each other. Which you know is uh, is it safe or wise for so much unaccountable power to be vested in one erratic person? It's just one company. What 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 can we do? Well, I, we be, you, I mean, it, you. He bought it. It's a private. Not, a, no, no, I don't just mean in Twitter. You like because you, you, you just. I don't. I'm to not. Tesla, I think, to Starlink, I think if I was, to, well, Tesla. There's competitors now. Look, he's not going to be the king of that mountain very much longer. Um, he they dominate the luxury market, but the non-luxury market is dominated by Ford and GM right now. The EV market. If you look at the statistics, they absolutely dominate the luxury market. But there's Rivian. There's uh, uh, a BMW has a terrific little car. Um, uh, Mercedes has a car, all the Japanese manufacturers, he's going to get his head headed to him in this market, you know, eventually it's eventual and, and people are, and he's not helping by tarnishing the Tesla brand. He also is quite exposed in China and they're not buying cars in China. So, you know, he's got a lot of real, it's a great car. It's a great car and he's built a nice car. Um, but it doesn't mean other people can't build great cars, right? At this point, Porsche is going to weigh in with one, so that's that problem. So I don't really care about the car business because it's going to he's going to he's going to be competitored out, and he's got to compete then, and maybe he will. And in the rocket area, yes, he's way far ahead of everybody else because he's been innovative and tried other things. But you think you think Lockheed's sitting on their hands on this one? No, they'll they'll figure out a way to get back in there. But I feel like in the last twenty minutes, you you've referred to him ring fencing. Ukraine with Starlink. Yeah. We don't know what his foreign investors and in right, Twitter but that's get, the get. Defense Department's fault for not having more vendors. Right, that's the Defense Department's fault. Um, he one he should be paid for his Lockheed does charges for javelin whistles. You know, I don't know if you've heard that, but they, we pay them a lot of money for their javelin missiles. And so, um, if if he is providing a service to the Defense Department or to Ukraine, he he should be paid for it. Now he was not being paid for it before. And he can, and if he decides he doesn't want them to use it in a certain way, he, they could abandon him. The problem is there's not another option right now um, there. And so that's the fault of Ukraine and the Defense Department for picking someone who that's their only choice, right? What are they going to do? They're going to make him? They can't make him. It's his company. That, but again, I don't know that's if they not, can make him or not. <laughs> they might, they might, but they can't. That, that's the thing. They should, they should be developing other alternative ways to communicate. If that's the problem, if they have someone who's someone who has absolutely no geopolitical expertise telling them how to conduct their war, it's it's akin to Lockheed saying, you know what, we don't want to send Javelin missiles there. We want to send them there. You just buy them and you get to do what you want with them. Right. Can you imagine if the head of Lockheed's like, I don't like war. I don't think you should be bombing that bridge. Mm, no, <laughs> they'll get mad and they'll bomb us back. And, you know, it's just funny when you actually think of another bender having that kind of power it's kind of laughable in some ways but it's not funny because lives are at stake so you mentioned early on that uh silicon valley still has elon musk back or something to that effect no oh, um, i love him yeah love tell me him. about that well reed like, hastings this was is just the, 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 like the unbalanced they think this is good and they're rooting for him 
No, they they're rooting for Twitter to be better, and I would I would be in that camp. Like I wish someone was able to fix this thing because it's a really cool product, right? It could be, and it could be a pretty good business. It's never been that way, and maybe we're all wishing that something that isn't going to happen. Um, no, I think they they want to bet they you know don't count them out is one of the favorite things they'd like to say about you know they they always point to Steve Jobs in that regard. Don't count them out, right? But he's the only one who did it, who actually did that. None of them do. None of them recover. They all end up you know, with one great hit and a bunch of shitty little hits. You know what I mean? That's usually <laughs> most of them. Um, they've got one in them and that's it. One and done essentially. And that makes their fortune and then they think they're geniuses. And so they're always hoping for innovation. So I kind of, that part I like about them, like let's, there, there's a way to do this. He can do it. Let's ignore, you know, I had a conversation with one of them who was said something very positive about him on Twitter. And I said, how do you like the anti-gay tweets? And the anti-female ones are, and they're like, oh, I didn't see those. Oh, those aren't good. And I was like, okay, but just try to keep the, keep the whole picture in mind. If you want to praise someone say, you know, sort of like Trump, right? They're all the Republicans are like, you know, he's Trump. And what do you think about the constitution thing? Well, uh, and more and more, they're starting to say that's wrong. Right. But for a long time, uh, the, the thing in Charlottesville, uh, um, I don't listen to everything he says. I don't see all his tweets. That's what the, that's the mode they're in there. They're with him. And so many of them off the record will say, I hate that guy. But most of them publicly want to be seen as an entrepreneurial friendly group of people. And so, you know, and it, I think in him, they see a lot of their own struggles with the press and with detractors and shareholders and Wall Street. And so, they love someone when they someone's seen sticking it to the man when in fact they are all the man. They're right. the man, right? Right. It, it's kind of amazing to me that they would think that this might be the second coming of Steve Jobs and not like he's not St Steve Bannon, right? Like descending no, on Silicon um, Valley. You know, he's a brilliant guy in a lot of ways. He's not Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs would have abhorred this. He would not have. This is not the way he operated in any way. It's just weird that. He was not a mean for dunker. He wasn't. A troll. <laughs> he wasn't. For, I knew him very well. So. I I guess I feel like the, the, the there must be some very intense bubble if 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 you are in Silicon Valley and and kind of still think he might pull us out and you're rooting for him. Um, at least in part. Well, no, it's like, like he's he may be a son of a bitch, but he's our son of a bitch, right? But I it seems to me like he's he's setting up old Twitter as one of several fall guys um, for for giving. Republicans in particular, a story about why they mm -hmm. lost that sure. absolves them um, and their their policies and their political style of blame yeah, for the defeat. They know right? why they lost. I think for well, today, whether they do or not, they know they, why they, they lost. They like, do. They, they, what they will what they will insist is that is I, I, can, yeah. I guess they will start by saying we lost because Twitter shadow banned Hunter Biden's dick pics, um, which is obviously very yeah. silly. The, um, the penny but has like, dropped with most of the – the voters have spoken. Let's just say, you know, Vox Populi, whatever Elon says, the vote, the actual voters, not a Twitter poll, have spoken. And guess what they said? This is nonsense. The voters right, said but, to Republicans, yeah, but you have to stop, like, living in the media world. Like, like look, the real world they voted I wish they against would. it. No, but real world, real world of real people said no. Who won? Warnick won, not Herschel Walker. You know, and of course, liberals would go, oh, but it was close. But it wasn't. He lost. Like, it doesn't matter. He lost, right? He got close. Doesn't matter. He lost. Like, it's kind of, it's a really interesting thing the left does that's exhausting at this in a different way. But, you know, the voters of this country, 
in the last election rejected election lies. They rejected it. They were, they rejected the abortion thing. They rejected all kinds of things that everyone on the right wing media was screaming about. They don't care about Hunter Biden. They don't care about it in, in, in reality. And so if it animates a certain part of it, there's nothing we can do about it. I just don't, I think the, the actual voters have spoken. The real people have spoken. It it is wonderful that the election deniers did so badly in the election and that, and that Herschel Walker lost, but Mm -hmm. like, even even with all that behind them, like you can see Musk and the Republican Party already inching towards a story where this is just part of a wider no. tech world conspiracy. Aimed, they don't like, like it. They're, and let me they're, tell they're, you, they're I'd gonna, love them to double down on it because voters don't like it. They don't like this story and they want them to move on and fix the roads and fix the economy and give them better things for their kids. They don't like this story. I agree, but I think Republicans are going to do it too. And this is why I think it's so weird that the tech world likes Elon because he's going to drag them into this drag net, right? Like where they're going to start. I don't think it's going to work, but it's not working. It's not going to, they're still going to have to be. What are they? Of course, they're going to try it. There's a case in, in Capitol Hill now. I mean, in Supreme court now of like a website designer who's never been uh, subjected to any government scrutiny saying, if I were like, this is what they do. This is like, if I were to be subjected, I don't want, now it's a Supreme court case. I mean, I, I don't, I live in the real world and I, all I can see is the voters rejecting this. And so that's where they, I want to, but, the, but, the, but, I, but I'm trying to get into the mindset of the Silicon Valley exec type, maybe another, like people, they, at Facebook, they, they people aren't at that the, big. They just like his entrepreneurship. They're not going to back him no matter what. If he starts Kanye Westing up the place, they will cut him. Like you can't if believe he, if, this, if, 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 if he becomes the reason why they're hauled in front of Congress to explain their emails, right? Yeah. Like that's, yes, that's where yes, I think that they, he course, wants to, because they, to all they up. care about is money. Like, you know, honestly, they're, they're just like everybody else, every other business person. And so, you know, they would like to believe that they'd like, they, they, their default position is to believe the entrepreneur even if they seem crazy, they did the same thing with, listen, I argued with the investors of Uber up until they fired him. Kara, you're being too hard on him. Oh, he's great. He's not demur. Look what he's done. He can pull it off. And then they called me right the minute after they fired me. We were, we knew, we knew he was bad. Like that's how they are. They're going to back, they back that guy. Literally, I had discussions. Some of the people I had discussions with, they're working with Elon at Twitter, which is funny. He's a carrot. You don't get him. You don't get, well, I'm going to keep writing these stories where he's doing terrible things and we'll see how it comes out. And they eventually had to get rid of him. That's what they do. That's, that's what they do. They do it in Hollywood too. They do it everywhere. Do you think, um, Twitter as reformed, reshaped by Elon Musk is becoming too valuable to the institutional right to ever go back to ever, like in the same way that Donald Trump can't really fail financially while he's the factional leader mm-hmm. of the American right. Do you, do you think between Musk's own wealth and his wealthy cheerleaders that they would ever let Twitter fall back into more conventional hands where there'd be? Sure. Yeah. They some would? Little, some, they would. Yeah, well, yeah. Someone might make a play for it. Well, he owns it. He doesn't have to sell it. Again, it's a private company. Um, if he got into a real financial pickle, Sure. Sure, he'll have to. He'll not be able to sustain it. it but you know, he, again, it's like, could could his, you know, his big network of very wealthy no, they people, don't. They're not like that. They're, they're not just going like to throw that. good money well, after all, bad they, at this. At some point, they won't. But they will. They will do anything to make them all selves like because they they look like chumps. Like look how how much they stuck with uh, Elizabeth Holmes until the bitter friggin' end. And they those were some emails. Now those were emails. If you want to see <laughs> some real emails. 
um, you know, uh, and she was convicted. And so until I see, and believe me, maybe there are, I'm not going to even like maybe Twitter files too will be, oh, look at, look at what they did. Um, I, I, so far, I would assume they put out the best ones first, right? Instead of, or make a better first movie so that it looked like another one was coming and they didn't. And so let's just see what happens and what he has. And I don't know why he spent, he should spend his time on the business and, and not put, you know, at the same week he's doing all this, advertisers that are remaining on the platform, which are fewer and fewer and far between, were put on white supremacist sites. Maybe he should fix that. And they were assured by Twitter marketing that that wouldn't happen. Maybe that's what he should focus on or get out of the ad business altogether and figure out a good subscription business. He should be spending time on the business. That's If I was him, you know, I'm not that wealthy compared to him. And so if I were him, that's what I'd spend time fixing the product and making it a great product. And that's the only way he's going to be successful, period. All this other stuff is toxic nonsense. It's nonsense. And so I, 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 I take from that that he, as you know, we can't predict the future, but the a future where Twitter becomes again a more tolerable place than it is under him. I, I think that, something that's else not foreclosed, it. is it? No, no. But I think something else, you know, all these companies, guess what? Remember Oi? No, you don't. Peach? No. MySpace? Sure, you remember it. Kind of. AOL? Remember how big that was? Yahoo just was sold for $5 billion. It was worth, you know, $50, $60 billion at one point um, or more. I forget how much it was worth a lot. And and a lot of these things, tech tech has a way of eating its young, right? The, I mean, the old, the, the, the young eats its old. And something else will come along. At some point, people are tired of the product. You know, like I, I've turned off, com- I used to love comments on Twitter because I like to hear from people. I can't turn on the comments. Now my trending thing is all weird Chinese fig- porn. Like I was like, why is my trending Chinese porn? I never request Chinese porn. I mean, I would if I did, I could understand it. And so, you know, the product is getting worse. And so if the product gets worse, people will leave and go somewhere else. And one of the things I'm sure of, all of Elon's friends will fund other things to compete with him if there's an opportunity. That they'll do. <laughs> they will, And they are doing it. Andreessen and- Horowitz is, is funding Post and gave money to Elon. Why do you think they did that? It's called a hedge. Yeah. Yeah. And if 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 it, if it all works out that way, I can just shutter my account and live a healthier, yes, inner, probably. richer life. You know, I, I think you're <laughs> addicted to it in a way a lot of people. But I'll tell you something. I've been trying all the others and they're just as good. And, you know, they're not the same quite, not quite, not yet. But, you know, everything is on its way to something else. That's an old, it's a, it's a chemistry thing. Everything is going to be, you know, this microphone is going to be something else someday. And uh, and Twitter is on its way to something else. And if it lasts, it lasts. If it doesn't, it'll be just one of the many tech things that were big and then we're not. And that's fine. That's great, actually. It's the best part about tech. Kara Swisher, thank you so much for your time and insights. No problem. So I guess it turns out that Kara and I have very different senses of how consequential for the world and politics Musk's ownership of Twitter might turn out to be. Uh, But in a way, it's on me because I don't think I actually articulated why I find the situation so alarming as clearly as I could have until after our conversation. Uh, Fortunately, here's the B-roll. Don't worry so much. It. He really is not oh, a genius. I, well, I mean, whatever. Like, it's not like the biggest worry I have, but like, the, I know, I but a lot of like people, the, 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 mis- lot. The, the potential for mischief is like, I think it's pretty what? right. All right. But, like, but, 
carry out that right one of one it used to be there was a thing where they're like oh they're gonna get donald trump i go okay how and they're like well they're gonna do it i'm like but walk me oh, through it that. no i know that no, but okay the, the, like walk so me the, the, through it i what, can what? I, so so i i think i can i think i can in a way that maybe maybe okay. will, will like help you understand why i think it's a little okay. worrisome it's like it's like the it's like is it's the it's the being snake bit by 2016 experience where mm -hmm. a, an election turn on this dumb question about emails right like both i mean two dumb questions right like hillary clinton's email server and then the emails from the dnc and john podesta that were like hacked and dumped and it was like clearly not the most important problem facing the united states mm -hmm. but if, if if those two things hadn't happened like the election mm -hmm. probably would have come out different so you have these mm -hmm. dumb things like the kinds of mm -hmm. stupid things elon's doing that can under the right circumstances well, guess what we don't have an election go, well, for two years we don't have an election no i know i like years. but we're, we're, and... we're trying to look ahead we're trying right <laughs> all right right now i don't even think biden's not even on twitter there's not going to be anything you're gonna find from biden no, no. i was with anita dunn and she's I... like he doesn't even know what it is so it's not like <laughs> That's you're gonna and days. he does not on email and so you know it's just not um there's just it's, i think it's gonna end in a big fat whimper is what's gonna happen then he'll get tired of it he gets tired of things so her, her pushback is well taken in general but to me i think her answer there is actually the most reassuring uh these guys just aren't very good at the rat fuck game they're very transparent and clumsy and we just had the election and and the democrats and liberal institutions have hopefully gotten better since 2016 at not getting caught flat-footed by these kinds of over-orchestrated propaganda schemes and 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 while we were prepping this episode raphael warnock held on to his senate seat in the georgia runoff so as kara said people are rejecting musk style information antics and with 51 seats, Democrats will have the agenda-setting power in the Senate that they need to make sure our political discourse isn't overrun by whatever horseshit Musk and House Republicans want it to be. Positively Dreadful is a Crooked Media production. Our executive producer is Michael Martinez. Our producer is Olivia Martinez. And our associate producer is Emma Illich-Frank. Evan Sutton mixes and edits the show each week. Our theme music is by Vasilis Fotopoulos. Mm -hmm.